Be dazzled this holiday season by Northern Virginia's largest drive-through light show at Bull Run Festival of Lights. Celebrate the holidays as a family while staying warm and cozy. Drive the festival route from the comfort of your car. Turn off your headlights and just follow the magical glow through two and a half miles of dazzling displays in Bull Run Regional Park in Centerville, Virginia. Plan your visit now. When you visit by mid-December, you'll save. Get your tickets today at BullRunFestivalOfLights.com. That's BullRunFestivalOfLights.com. We made USAA insurance to help you save. Take advantage of discounts when you cover your home and your ride. Discover how we're helping members save at USAA.com slash bundle. Restrictions apply. You're about to experience a life-giving message from Bishop Kevin Foreman, pastor of Harvest Church. One church in global locations. To find out more about Bishop Foreman and Harvest Church, visit our website at www.harvestchurch.church. Your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. Give online in our mobile app or text the word giving to 59769. Remember to love God, love people, and love life. Let's go. We're going to make our confession of faith. It's right there on the screen. Let's go. I'm ready to hear, then do your word, which I'm about to receive, which makes all things new. In Jesus' name. Amen. Father, speak to us now with clarity. Speak to us with power today. Have your way in us. Have your way through us. Father, as we end this series today, we need a move of God, a move of God in every home. We need a move of God wherever people are watching this today. So I loose the Holy Spirit to every place. Today is the day of Pentecost. This is when the Spirit empowered the church to take the message. Watch me. Outside of a building. Come on here. Which means today, Father, we stand representing literally what the day of Pentecost was. It's when the church wasn't locked down to a building, but it went everywhere. It was like a virus. It was contagious. I pray that the Holy Ghost would be loose. In every home today, loose on every job today, loose on every place this is being watched live or by replay. And I pray that the Holy Ghost would spread today, that your love would spread today, that your word would spread today, and that it would be contagious. Everybody open your mouth and say his word will be contagious. Everywhere we go, we would be able to speak and to declare your word. In fact, people around us would say, you look like you got something to say. And we would lift up our voices and declare the word of the Lord. Why? Now is the time for the saints of the most high God to rise up and possess the kingdom. That's who you said we could be and what you said we could have. And we thank you for it now. Everybody release a praise right there. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Let's get into this word. This is the last message in our series, Parables. Parables are stories that Jesus used to illustrate principles. Here it is. Today's is called the parable of the sower. Everybody say the parable of the sower. This parable is found in Matthew, Mark, and Luke. Those are the synoptic gospels. These are the gospels that essentially give us a synopsis of the life of Jesus. They are often presented in a chronological order. They are different than the Gospel of John. John writes his Gospel years later in retrospect. That's why if you look at the book of John, you'll often see things that are in parentheses or what's referred to as a parenthetical insertion. What does that mean? John starts looking back over what happened and he sees it differently. Let me help somebody understand that. Watch me. When your story is told, watch me. You want to make sure you're the one that gets to tell it. 
Why? Because when you look back, you're going to be able to say, you know what? I, at, in the moment, I was blaming them, but when I look back over the situation, it was me. In the moment, when I looked at it, it, was, it didn't feel good. But when I look back, I'm like, John, it was working for my good. I need you to hear me and hear me clearly. This is still going to be the best year of your life. And this is still going to be the best decade of your life yet. If you believe that, I need you to say, I believe that. So I want to look at it from Luke's perspective. Luke was a Gentile, non-Hebrew doctor. He was a physician. So Luke gives us a level of detail that the other gentlemen do not give us because of his background. Hear me, your background will always determine what comes to the foreground for you. I'll say that again. Your background will always determine what comes to the foreground for you. See, if your background is that people always did you wrong, you will automatically find the victim in every story because your background determines what comes to the foreground. But if you were someone that always fought through and always overcame and always rose to the top, even if somebody had uh, their hand on you trying to push you to the bottom, you will automatically find the conqueror in every story. What I'm trying to tell you is the way you see it isn't based on the way it is. It's based on your background because that determines what you see in the foreground. So Dr. Luke sees details because as a physician, he's got to pay attention to things to make sure he's actually helping people, not hurting people. Why? Because you don't want any doctor that's sloppy. Because a sloppy doctor is going to give you bad diagnosis, bad prognosis, and they're going to cut the wrong thing. And I need you to hear me today. As you're moving forward in life, God needs you to have a detail like a doctor. Because it's going to be, watch me, it's going to be the small hinges that are going to open your big doors. The details of how you handle things are going to affect the big thing that you're able to walk in. Please understand, God says there's some details I need you to pay attention to in this story that Dr. Luke shows that perhaps the others do not. So... Luke 8 and verse 4. Here it is. And when a great crowd was gathering and people from, uh, from town after town came to him, he said in a parable. Now, stop right here. Luke does not explain that they are by the water. Now, that's an important detail. And I said, you said, Bishop, I thought you just said he's detail-oriented. He's detailed about what happens with the people because every doctor is concerned with his patient. Stay with me. Luke does not explain where they're at because his concern is what's going on for the people. Now, I need you to hear me. Why am I telling you that detail that Matthew and Mark included? Here's why. You need that detail because when you understand that detail, here's what you'll see. The water that they are next to explains why Jesus begins to flow the way he flows. Stay with me, 915. Water is, watch me, it is a symbol of the spirit. So watch me. Whenever there is a body of water, it is representative of something spiritual. Check this out. So when Jesus is next to the body of water and he begins to present the parable to them, he is literally, watch me, he is flowing in the prophetic. Because whenever there is water, especially flowing water, hear me, for every person that's gifted prophetically, you will notice you like being next to water. You will notice you will go to your house and just have water running. And people will say, why you got the water running? Why you got the shower running? But in those moments, you feel peace like you've never felt before. In those moments, you feel comfort like you've never felt before. Watch me. In those moments, you get more creative than you ever get created before. What am I trying to say? Jesus is standing next to a place that stirs him. Come on. And not only does it stir him, but he's using it to stir the people. I need you to open your mouth and say, location matters. There are certain things that you're not going to be able to accomplish if you have not yet put yourself in the right position and the right location. And I'm going to tell somebody you are in the right place at the right time for the right move of God in your life. Somebody say location matters. 
So he tells this parable and he is next to the water. The water represents the spirit. So there's a stirring. Somebody say there's a stirring. And immediately when there's this stirring, Jesus says, let me teach you something. I'm about to give you a prophecy, but the prophecy is a parable. What is a prophecy? It is to foretell and it is to foretell. Let's go. It is to foretell and foretell. Bishop, what in the world does that mean? To foretell something means it's on the schedule. I'm telling you it's there. To foretell is to put something on the schedule by virtue of what you said. <laughs> so Jesus begins to watch this. He begins to tell them what's on the schedule, and then he begins to put some things on the schedule at the same time. Now, this is important because when we get into this parable, you need to see that it is revealing to you which one of these four different options you might be. It is also prophesying to you which one you are becoming. What four options? Let's get into it. Luke 8 and 4. All of that from verse 1. When a great crowd was gathering and people from town after town came to him, he said in a parable, verse 5, a sower went out to sow seed. And as he sowed, some fell along the path and it was trampled underfoot. Say option 1. Option one is the seed that was, watch me, that was sown along the path and it was trampled underfoot. What does that mean? It was stepped on. It wasn't appreciated. And watch me, because it wasn't appreciated, it was trampled. Let's just take a moment right here. Have you ever sown something to somebody that they did not appreciate? What do you mean, sown? Have you ever given your time, given your effort, given your energy to somebody Then all they did when they saw what it was that you have done was trample over it? Listen to me. The Lord told me to just tell every person that's waiting on a thank you from somebody, stop it. Because the Bible says in Ephesians, knowing that whatever good we do for anyone else, we'll receive the same from the Lord. I need you to free yourself from waiting on them to appreciate it. Some people don't know how to do anything except trample seed. And I need you to stop waiting. I need you to open your mouth and say, I'm not waiting on a thank you. You better learn how to thank yourself and look to the Lord. God will be the one that pays you back. Stop being bitter because they didn't say thank you. Stop having a chip on your shoulder because they didn't say thank you. You better learn how to do right because right's the right thing to do. Knowing that you're going to get the same back from God. Option one, it was sown along the path. Somebody said that's option one. Here we go. Let's go. And the birds of the air devoured it. When you trample it, um, it, it's left there. And when it's left there, the birds, everybody has seen birds. You've seen birds. Birds will go uh, after seed because birds, watch this, they recognize the value of something that they are able to eat and it is able to nourish them, which means what another trampled, another will eat. Let me see if I can say it another way. What, what one didn't appreciate, another is going to say thank you. Y'all better hear what I'm saying. Some of y'all keep getting angry because someone's not unappreciated. Listen, free yourself because what another one trampled over, another one's going to be happy to eat. Another one's going to be happy to have. Y'all ain't going to talk to me. Another one's going to be happy to celebrate. Another one's going to be happy to lift up. Can we keep going? Let's go. Here we go. Here's the next, verse 6. And some fell on the rock. Option two, and I say option, I use the word option because that's the prophetic part. Because this is something you have to choose. I'll show you that in a minute. All right, y'all ready? Let's go. <clears throat> some fell on the rock. Say option two. As it grew, it withered away. Hmm. It begins to grow. As it begins to grow, it then withers. Which means this wasn't trampled over which means it has zero appreciation, 
this was treated right, then began to be treated wrong. Which means you got sloppy. Come on. It began to grow. Somebody said it began to grow. Then it withers away. Some of you wonder, what happened to this? You got sloppy. What happened to this? You thought, you thought, watch me, you thought you were, you, you, you thought so highly of yourself, you thought you didn't have to prepare. You thought so highly of yourself, you thought I'll need to get ready. So what happens is what you were building and what you were trying to do and trying to accomplish, God then says, I tell you what, it's gonna wither. And here's why it's gonna wither. Look at the rest of the verse, because it has no moisture. You stopped watering it. You didn't water it because watch me, you get sloppy. At one point in my life, I was a green thumb. I had plants everywhere. I had plants everywhere. I had plants on the side of my TV. Those were replaced with lions, huh? I had plants everywhere. I had palm trees. I wanted to live in a tropical oasis, so I made my home a tropical oasis. I had big old palm trees everywhere in the house, everywhere. I mean, you walk in, it just it was it was like a sauna in there. I just I created my own humidity in my house. And, and here's the deal: those plants required a lot of attention. Which means you got to make sure that what it is you say you want in your life, you have the energy, watch me, and the excellence to give it the attention it needs. <laughs> See, sometimes you say you want to be a boss, but you don't have the energy nor the attention for that. I need you to open up your mouth and say, I know how to water what I have. Come on here, y'all say it again. Say, I know how to water what I have. Life is not where you set it and forget it. That only exists in a Ron Popeil infomercial. Life is set it and I got to keep watering it and keep watering it and keep watering it. Because if I stop watering it and start getting sloppy with it, it'll be taken. And I came to save somebody from God having to allow something else to be taken because you got sloppy with it. Can I move on to option three? Option three, some fell among thorns. Now, here's what's amazing about a thorn. Um, one of the quickest flowers that we think of that has thorns is a what? Rose. It's pretty, but it'll hurt you. Come on. Which means everything that look good, everything that is appealing to you does not necessarily mean it ain't there to kill you. You better be careful that you're not attracted to what's creating your distraction. I need you to open up your mind and say no thorns this year. Say no thorns this decade. Sometimes you're drawn to something that's appealing. Let me give you an example. Let me give you a real practical example. It's appealing to not want to have to deal with warfare. It's appealing to take the path of least resistance. That's appealing, right? It's, I ain't going to say nothing because, see, but that's why your family's still jacked because you don't want to deal with the thorns. Y'all ain't gonna say that. You won't say nothing. You won't address. You talking to everybody else that can't fix the problem except the one that you got the problem with. Come on, I feel like preaching today. And some fell among thorns. Watch me. And the thorns what grew up. A rose, as pretty as it is, it grows with its thorns. Which means you need a florist that knows how to cut them. And for some of you, what's been cut in your life over these last 75 days of quarantine, as God says, you thought I was cutting you. No, I was cutting your thorns. There was too much attitude on you. Y'all ain't going to talk to me. Too much sloppy on you. Too much insecurity on you. Too much arrogance on you. Too much pride on you. I had to cut your thorns so you stop hurting the people 
or you say you love. Because every time they are drawn to you, you end up cutting them with your thorns. And some fell among the thorns. <laughs> Watch me. So that means the thorns and the fruit started to grow at the same time. Which means, watch me, you never dealt, y'all ready for this? With your character issues while your fruit was producing. So you got more money, which made you think that God was okay with your attitude. And God lets, please let me preach, God lets your thorns and your fruit grow at the same time. Y'all ain't saying them. You think because the Lord didn't shut the relationship down. That is not a thorn, but God lets fruit and thorns grow at the same time, which means you got to make sure you know the difference between your fruit and the thorn. Say, Lord, show me my thorns. He says, and some fell among thorns and the thorns grew up. Same time the fruit did. Watch what the thorns do and they choke it. Whatever you ignore will choke you out. What do you do when you choke someone? You stop the flow of air to the brain. So now you can't think right. And since you can't think right, you'll make a bad decision because you have been deprived of life. So now, watch me, you'll say something that you can't unsay. You'll do something you can't undo. Come on, y'all, let's get this word today. You'll do it because it literally will choke out the oxygen to the brain, which means you don't have the ability to make conscious, good conscious decisions. So what you make, you'll make because you're emotional. What you do, you'll do because you feel lonely. What you do, you'll do it because, watch me, you're like, well, I don't know when this is going to end and life is too short. I need you to stop saying stuff that's not in the Bible. It'll grow up and it's going to do what? Choking. Question, what has had to be choked out that was because you wouldn't deal with it. Some of my married couples, you let thorns grow in your marriage. The thorns are you don't want to hear her mouth, so you don't say nothing. Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me. Thorns are you, you, don't want to, you, don't, you don't want no confrontation, so you just deal with it. And the problem is, is what happens is, is it begins to choke it out. So watch me. It's been 15 years, but it's full of thorns. Come on, y'all. And your business, for my business owners, there's thorns that have grown in your business that you haven't dealt with. And if you don't deal with the thorns, it will choke out what you build. Here's the crazy thing. I see it growing, and I can't figure out why it's being choked. And I need everybody. Y'all ready? We're going to go up real fast. I need you to open your mouth. Say, Lord, show me my thorns so it doesn't choke what I've been working on. Say, show me my thorns. So this is still my best year. So this is still my best decade. Show me the thorns in me that have been choking me out. Release a praise right there. Everybody, 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 everybody. Atlanta, Chicago, Jacksonville, Miami, Los Angeles, New York, Pennsylvania. That's option three. Say thorns. Come on, we only in the first few verses. And here's, here's the prophetic part. Remember, it's to foretell and foretell. Foretell is to tell you something that's on the calendar. These four options are on the calendar. Foretell means to put something on the calendar. What does that mean? 
you got to pick this. If you ever got a calendar invite in your email and it says accept or decline, you have to accept this. Here's the fourth option. This is the one you got to be. Go to the next verse. The fourth option is here. Here it is. It says, and some fell on, verse 8, good soil. Say path. Say rock. Say thorns. Say good soil. Say I am good soil. Mm-mm, y'all ain't saying like you mean it. Say, I am good soil. Say, my life is good soil. Watch this. And some fell into good soil. And it what? It grew. And it yielded what? A hundredfold. What does that mean? It produced results. Say, results. Say, it's time for results in my life. Okay, now look at me. Here's the thing about results. Results are relative. What does that mean, Bishop? Is that in your life, as you're navigating through life, if you begin to compare your results to other people in your bloodline, it'll be easy to feel good. Because you'll be able to say, well, Lisa, I'm not this and not that. Look at me, look at me. You are not in competition with anybody else except yesterday's version of yourself. So the question is this. What areas of your life should you be further, could you be further, but the seed that was sown fell on the path, fell on the rock, and was choked out by thorns. Can I be honest with you? The one that is most, most egregious to me is choked out by thorns. Because that means you saw it grow. And then had to watch it die. Ooh, come on. I don't know who this is for. Watch me. Some of you got areas of your life right now where that's what you feel like. I dare you to put it on the screen. Why? If you're real, God's about to send a heel right to whatever you can be honest about. Father, whatever areas our people are feeling like it's being choked out right now in the name of Jesus. Father, if they're real with it, I pray you send the heel wherever they are at in Jesus' name. So y'all ready? I said y'all ready? Look at verse 9. His disciples asked him, what did the parable mean? <laughs> it's funny that you can have people around you that shake their heads and don't get it. Please understand? If you've ever been a leader, you can send a meeting, people shake their heads, got it, got it, got it, and then you walk out that meeting, and what bishop say? What the boss say? What so and so say? Jesus, I'm, giving, I'm teaching you a leadership principle real quick. Jesus understood that those that were around him didn't fully get him. Look at me. So he had the ability to communicate in a way that even when he was frustrated, he still moved forward. Look at me. Do not let anybody around you, leaders, stop you from forward progression. And not just leaders, this is anybody. Sometimes you spend too much time trying to get everybody on the same page when you just need to realize, listen, even if you get everybody on the same page, some people still ain't going to be on the page because all they did was shake their head and say they're on the page with you. What are you trying to do? Free yourself from other people's understanding being your responsibility. That'll preach for somebody. Really? When his disciples asked him what this parable meant, he said to you, and has been given to know the secrets of the kingdom of God. But for others, they are in parables, so that seeing they may not see and hearing they may not understand. Here's what I want you to get. How many options were there? Four. Why do I call them options? Because you have to what? Pick. Which was the one that produced fruit? One out of four. So out of every four people watching today, 
The biblical statistics say only one of y'all going to do something with it. But I dare you to defy the statistics <laughs> and just say, I'm a doer. Come on. Come on, y'all. Come on. Come on. Open your mouth and say, I'm a doer. I'm a doer. I'm a doer. Say, watch me do it. Verse 11. Now, the parable is this. The seed is the what? Word of God. Come on, y'all. Now it's time to preach. The primary purpose of the church is not community. The primary purpose of the church is not you getting friends. The primary purpose of the church is not you just having a good time. That's all great stuff. The primary purpose of church and your pastor is to teach you the word so you can work the word. The word that was sown, or the seed that was sown was the word. Say the word. Jeremiah 3.15 says this, and I will give you shepherds or pastors after my own heart who will feed you with knowledge and what? Understanding. So take this out. The primary purpose of church is so that you can get the word. Look at me. Don't let other people distract you from the seed you came to get. You may not necessarily like everybody you worship with. You may not necessarily enjoy everybody you worship with, but you're not here for them. You are here to get this word. You are here to get this seed so that you can work the word and see results of the seed you get. Do not let folk that did not call you get you messed up. Because in church we have this thing sometimes where people have spiritual schizophrenia. God calls you, God calls you here one week and then because you got an issue with somebody else all of a sudden you don't know what God said. I rebuke your spiritual schizophrenia. That is not God. That is because you think that the purpose of church is something different than giving you seed. Y'all got it? Okay, now the word can produce two types of fruit. Somebody say two types of fruit. All right, now take this out. First type of fruit is spiritual fruit. Spiritual fruit. Come on, y'all see my fruit? Got my fruit table from my fruit market. What we got? We got a banana. I like to eat, eat, eat. Come on, church. Apples and bananas. He just changed the whole key. <laughs> All right, okay, y'all don't know that song. Y'all need to study your word. I'm just messing. I'm just messing. Bananas. Apples, pear, orange. Say spiritual fruit. So when the word is given to you, the first thing the word is supposed to produce is spiritual fruit. Galatians 5.22 explains that fruit. Here it is. But the fruit of the what? Spirit. So what type of fruit is this? Spiritual. So when you get the word, here's what you're supposed to do better. Love better. When you get the word, here's what you're supposed to do. Have joy. What does joy mean? I don't care what's happening. I'm still happy. Mm. Then it's supposed to give you what? Peace. What is peace? Shalom. Nothing's missing. Nothing broken. Nothing lacking. All is well. So what does the word do? Even if you feel like something is missing, broken, lacking, you realize, wait a minute, I got spiritual fruit. So there is nothing missing, nothing broken, nothing lacking. All is well. If I don't have it, I don't need it. If I don't have it, I don't need it. If I don't have it, I don't need it because I got what I need to do what I need to do. Then it's to give you what? Patience. So the word, when you get the word, you should be patient. What is patience? Patience is how you act, watch me, while you are being provoked or delayed. That's patience. Patience ain't waiting. Because if you wait like this, you ain't patient. All you're doing is waiting. Some of you, you have never been patient, which is why, watch me, it has taken so long. Because all you've been doing is waiting with an attitude. W-W-A. Y'all got it? Kindness. You cannot say you are growing in the word and you are meeting in a junkyard dog. 
Let's be clear. Mean, because some people, if anybody holds you accountable, you call them mean. That ain't mean. That's called accountability. I can't believe they told me I needed to do what I said I was going to do. Go on now. Goodness. Somebody said there's goodness in me. And then watch me. Faithfulness. Wait a minute. When that word is coming to you, it should produce consistency. It should produce consistency. See, if it's not producing this fruit, then that means you're one of the other three options. On the path, on the rock, or you can got choked out by the thorns. But I need you to open your mouth and say, but I'm good soil. Come on, can I get you to say it so that your bloodline hears you say, I'm good soil. Then look, here's the next couple of pieces of fruit, verse 23. Gentleness and self-control. Here's, look at me. Gentleness, because gentleness don't mean a punk. What's a punk? Where you handle everything passively. Mm -mm. Gentleness means I know how to handle everything, and everything can't be handled the exact same way. See, gentleness says some things you need to come in, and some things you need to just say, hold on, wait a minute. I pray that you have the gentleness to know how to handle situations the right way. Because sometimes you ain't going to have to do all your rah, rah, rah. Sometimes all you're going to have to do is know how to be gentle. Say, Lord, show me how to handle it the right way. Watch this next one. Self-control. That means, that means you know how to discipline yourself. When the word comes, you should learn how to discipline yourself. Which means if you always got to be checked, there's a problem with your reception. God, how you got to be checked 14 times for the same thing? It's because you're the path, you're the rock, or you can got choked out. But I need you to make your declaration and say, Lord, I'm good soil. Lord, I'm good soil. So it's to produce, number one, spiritual fruit. That's what the word does. So the primary purpose of church and your pastor is to give you the word. That word, watch me, is a seed, which means it takes time to produce. So everybody who just heard that, you're like, oh, my God, I'm not doing it yet. It takes some time. You want to know what blew my mind about seed? Is that berries are the quickest to grow. They can grow in a couple of weeks. These apples, listen to this, two to five years before the tree gives fruit. You're going to get this in a minute. Strawberries, watch me, they only take a few weeks, but they die in two days. You can set this apple out there. Y'all ain't going to say, some of y'all got apples you didn't have set out on the counter since 1989. Prince was just sitting there. Now, you know I'm, I'm exaggerated. What are you trying to say? The reason it takes some of y'all's fruit a little longer to produce is because your fruit ain't a berry that's going to die in two weeks. Your fruit is built to last. And I need you not to rush the process because the fruit ain't going to be ready if you rush it. Some of you, God has kept you behind the scenes for your good because your fruit wasn't ready. But I came to prophesy to somebody, it's your time and it's your turn. Yeah. All right, let me go, let me go, let me go. Let me prophesy to me, it's my time and my turn. Let me prophesy to harvest, it's our time and our turn. If you believe that, hop up on your feet and release a, release a praise. Say yeah. Yeah. Let me finish, let me finish. Let me finish. Let me finish. 
Let me finish. Let me finish. I'm so glad he let my fruit sit in Denver for 14 years. Because when that fruit comes out, that fruit ain't coming to take sides. That fruit is coming to take out. He wasn't growing no berries with harvest. He was growing a watermelon. So that when we step on the scene in Atlanta, when we step on the scene in any other city, we're about to... God's putting something big in our hand. And you want to know? Watch me. When it's big, it takes longer to grow. I'm so glad God didn't let us abort. I'm so glad God didn't let you abort when it got difficult. Take that priest. He didn't let you abort when it got difficult. Because what you're birthing, what you're producing, somebody say, he put something big in my hands. We started speaking that almost, what, a year ago. And here's the revelation, church. The revelation is that what he was putting big in your hands was your own fruit. Say, it was my own fruit. Say, I'm producing something. Say, I'm showing results. (laughs) Say, I'm producing something. Say, I'm showing results. So listen, listen, listen. Then you got natural fruit. (laughs) You got natural fruit. Psalm 107.20. Say spiritual fruit and natural fruit. Say it again. Say spiritual fruit and natural fruit. See, look at me. You have a whole nother level of self-control. You got a whole nother level of joy. <laughs> and it took you some time to produce it. So sometimes you come to church, look at me, and some of y'all would say, it ain't working. It's not that it was working. It's just still growing. Shut up. Shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up. I don't mean literally shut up. I just mean it's so good. You're like, God, it ain't working. And God says, it looks fine to me. So some of y'all, God is taking too long. God says, that's because you ain't no berry. You ain't finna be no shooting star that steps on the scene and dies in a couple of days. You about to rule and reign and conquer and subdue. It takes time to grow fruit like that there. I was blown away. Leave it alone. I was blown away by how long it took fruit to grow. I said, apple tree, no fruit produces until at least a minimum of two years. The tree just growing. Where my fruit? It's just growing. Where my fruit? It's just growing. Where my fruit? If you uproot in year one, no apples. For every person who's watching me today and you uprooted, you got out of church, I call you back into your square. For every person who you got disillusioned with God, and some of you, even what's going on in the world has you disillusioned. You better hear me. God ain't responsible for the mess that's going on in America. But let me tell you, his body will be responsible for turning that mess around. I call you back to the Lord today. Matter of fact, I ain't waiting to drop the net. If you're watching right now, and you have never given your life to Jesus, this your moment right here. God interrupted the regularly scheduled message to come get you today. If you need to become a Christian and recommit yourself to the Lord today, today's your day. Third, if you're like, Bishop, I don't know where things with God stand today. It's your day to get things right with the Lord. Right now, in the middle of this message, I'm dropping the net. What do you mean, Bishop, dropping the net? That means we're giving you an opportunity to come to the Lord. Jesus said he'd make us fishers of men. 
you need to become a Christian or recommit yourself to the Lord to be sure, on the count of three, I want you to respond. It's me or do the hand wave emoji. One, God's coming to get you. Two, God's coming to get you. Three, respond right now. It's me and do the hand wave emoji. Come on. Come on, respond right now. Respond right now. I will wait on you. Five, I will wait on you. Four, three, I will wait on you. Two, even on the replay, I will wait on you. One, everybody pray this to me. Say, Father, thank you for dying in my place because of this belief and because of this confession. This is my first time praying this. I am now a Christian. If I was far from you, I am reconnected to you. If I wasn't sure where I stood with you, I'm back in my square. I'm back in the ground. I'm ready to produce in Jesus' name. Amen. If you just prayed that prayer for the first time, recommitted yourself to the Lord, or are now sure, take out your phone, text the word decision. It's right there on the screen to 59769. Even if you got to hop off so you can send that text to get this, to get this, I need you to get this. What are you going to do when, you, when I send the text, Bishop? We're going to shoot you an automatic text right back where it's going to give you a message called what next so that you know what to do next now that you've given your life to the Lord. It takes time for fruit to produce. And some of you uprooted your tree. You got out of church. You ran from the Lord. And ain't it something? He came to get you today. Could it be that he allowed unrest just so that you could come and finally get rest? From the Lord. Today. Send the text right away. Come on, church. Let's rejoice for those that have just given their lives to the Lord. Or recommitted themselves to it. The devil was hoping I waited to the end. Gotcha. 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 There's a woman you're watching right now, and tears are flowing down your face because you said, watch me, you said, I ain't doing it today. And the Holy Ghost just met you in your house and got you today. I can see those tears. If that's you, I need you to wave on the screen. Type it. If you're looking on your TV and you can't do the emoji, I need you to email and say, that was me Bishop was talking to. Guys, say, say spiritual fruit, natural fruit. Give me five minutes. I got five on it. I got to make sure you get this word. Say natural fruit. Psalm 103.20. Here's what it says. So the word produces what? Spiritual fruit and natural fruit. He sent out his what? Word. And did what? Healed them. Where, does, where do you get the word from? That's the purpose of the church and your pastor. So what is this verse really saying? They went to church. They got the word. They used the word. And what happened? They got healed. And what? Delivered them from their what? Destruction. Say, I get natural results. Say, I get natural fruit. But look at me, y'all. Fruit isn't automatic. It's dependent on the type of ground it's sown into and what you do when it is sown. So here it is. Let's finish these last few verses. Verse 12. The ones along the path. Remember, there's how many options? Four options. What's the first? The path. What's the second? The rock. What's the third? Thorns. What's the fourth? Good soil. Let's run that back, class. Ready? The path, the rock, the thorns, good soil. One more again. The path, the rock, the thorns, the soil. Good, not just soil, good soil. Somebody say, that is me. Say, I'm great soil. Say, I'm incredible soil. 
And some of you are like, Bishop, I just don't know. Hush, child, listen. Call things that be not as though they were. You keep saying it until you see it. That's how the word works. It's not automatic. You keep saying it until you see it. So I need everybody to say this until you see it. Shout, I have no debt. Uh-uh, shout it again. Say, I have no debt. Shout it again. Say, I have no debt. Listen to me and say, well, Bishop, but I, I just checked the balance and I do. You don't get it yet, evidently. It takes time for the fruit to produce. But I need you to open up your mouth and say, but it's working. Now, here we go. Here we go. Verse, uh, verse 12. The ones along the path heard it. And then the devil comes and takes away the word from their hearts so that they may not believe and they will not be saved. Look at me. What does he say happens for the ones on the path? Put that verse up. What does he say happens to the ones on the path? The devil comes and takes away the word. Question. Who is the devil in your life that comes and takes the word? Who is it? They have a name. They have a name. That's a noun right there, a person. See, notice it doesn't say Satan. Satan is referring to a specific, the prosecutor, Hasetan in Hebrew. Devil is referring to actions. So when it says the devil comes, is the devil your mama? It's your daddy, your cousin, your uncle, your brother. Could it be you? What does this mean? Actions that take the word away from your what? Heart. What does heart mean in the Bible? Your mind. Y'all, can I borrow an extra five giving me ten? All right. Watch me. Look, look, look. He says, he comes and takes away the word. So you get a good word today. Then you deal with them. How many of y'all, you've had that happen at least once in your walk with the Lord Jesus? You get an amazing word. Woo! And then you go sit down and talk to they selves. Oh, it's Fifth Sunday. You ready? You're good, and then that situation happens. It's a noun. Person, place, thing, or idea. It's a noun. You are amazing, and then that situation happens. Now that word has been snatched. I need you to hear me. So in other words, the word doesn't change how you walk. You walk over the word. Matthew 4, 4. But he answered, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. So here's the seed. Here's the seed on the path. Y'all ready? Y'all see my seeds here? See these big old seeds. Somebody say, I got seed. Here's the path. So you come to church, get that word, you fired up. And then you deal with the devil. Now, person, place, thing, idea. The whole purpose of it is so that rather than focusing on this, watch me, please pay attention. Y'all see my seeds on the ground? Rather than focusing on your seed, you lift your head to deal with them, and now you trample on your seed. So it don't matter that you got a great word because you distracted dealing with Vetail. Oh, but I rebuke every distraction. I rebuke every devil, every noun, person, place, thing, or idea that would mess with you getting what God has ordained for you. Say no more word. 
scattered on the path. I got to move. Look, verse 13. So how many options? Four. What's the first one? Path. What's the second one? The rock. Here we are. Verse 13. And the ones on the rock are those who, when they hear the word, they receive it with joy. Y'all ready? You're fired up, but you have no follow through. You get lit. Some of y'all right now. Pisser! And then when you get in your car, I'm just so depressed. I'm just so discouraged. Y'all ain't gonna talk to me. You get fired up. Fired up. But then when it's time to follow through, no follow through. Some of y'all have dated people like that. Them first two weeks are fired up. And then they ghosted you. They have no follow through. Y'all ain't gonna say nothing to me. I need you to say, Lord, give me follow through. And he says, here's why they have no follow through. Because these have no root. Psalm 92, 13. Those who are planted in the house of the Lord, they flourish in the courts of our God. Psalm 92, 13. Those who are planted in the house of the Lord. Look at me. So are you planted or do you just attend? Look at here. This plant is planted. You see? Notice it's in a temporary container because it don't plan on staying this size. Don't be mad at your tent. It ain't permanent. Ah! <laughs> I need you not to be mad at your apartment. That ain't permanent. You're about to buy the building. Don't you be mad at your hoop. That's not permanent. You're about say my tent isn't permanent. I'm helping me. Say, I'm planted in harvest. This just means I'm committed. I'm all in. This plant, look at me. This pl How do you know you're committed when options are gone? See, when the Lord called me to start our church 14 years ago, I got planted in it. I had to get rid of options. And if you don't eliminate options, guess what? No wonder why your seed ain't producing. And somebody said, Bishop, but no, I'm faithful. I'm on every week. Come here. Me and you. You can do something from the wrong heart and expect the right results, but not see them. Because you can fool you. You can't fool God. Y'all ain't going to say nothing. Seven of David's brothers went before him, and they said, this looks like the guy. This looks like the guy. This looks like, this looks like the king. And God says, no, they look like they're doing all of the right king things, but they don't have king hearts. David's the only one that don't look it, but he got it. And I came to speak to somebody who asked me, you don't look like regular church, and guess what? Good! 
good. God says, I came to raise up black people, white people, Hispanic, every race, every color, every age. At harvest, everybody's included. Nobody's excluded. Somebody holler, we are harvest. Let me go. I got to finish. God, I got to finish. I'm out of time. Say, I'm rooted. So look what happens. They believe for a while. Let's go back to Luke 8 and verse 13. They believe for a while. But then in a time of testing, but in a time of testing, in a time of testing, they fall away. Y'all have seen this with even people who used to come to church, who used to be planted. Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me. You better be careful. You don't let they unplanted tail get you over to an unplanted situation. Because watch me. Y'all want to know what testing means? Y'all ready for this? Testing means affliction. What's affliction? Affliction. Y'all ready for this? Affliction is continual problems. So some people's continual problems makes them get unplanted. Here's the next one. It means calamity. Calamity is a it's an event. Then here's the third one. You ready? Temptation. Temptation. You want to know what temptation means? Options. He says, then when they go through testing, all the crap they've been saying. All of that stuff means nothing. Because now you think you her and you got options. But if you keep on listening to a song, but I decided <laughs> that all I want is you. Come on here. You. <laughs> you, you, you. This is the 915. I apologize. Y'all don't know that song. <laughs> I need you to open up your mouth and say, I choose to stay planted. Say it again. I choose to stay planted. That's a choice. It's a choice. That's a choice. Verse 14, I got to finish. And as for what fell among thorns, they hear it. Then they go, watch me, they go on their way. Then they get choked out. Here's what, here's what happens. So it starts producing. 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 Then it gets choked. 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 And as it's choked, watch me, it stops producing. And it dies. Have you ever tried to eat a piece of fruit and cut the dead part off? But then be grossed out? Because death spreads. Y'all didn't hear me today. Death spreads. And if you're not careful, what's in the thing that died will get on the thing that's living. That's why during the Black Plague, they couldn't have funerals. Why? Because they said, we can't let what's in them get on anybody else. Because what's in death might spread to somebody else. Be careful you're not around dead folk with dead talking, dead living, and dead thinking. Because you think you can control it, but it's getting on you. You ready? What chokes it out? Care. Say worries. So then they get worried. So they get a word, then they leave and get worried. So now the cares have choked it out. Come on, verse. And riches, say the pursuit of money. 
Uh-huh. Notice, if you start pursuing money, rather than being a faithful giver and letting money pursue you, it will choke out the word. Because you ain't coming to church, you got to go to work. I'm not knocking anybody that works. Don't, don't, don't mishear what I said. But if God gave it to you, sometimes, watch me, the option is a test. And I need you to lay your hands on yourself and say, and I choose not to fail. And God will let you do it and say, fine, do it. I just wanted to know whether or not you was going to chase that dollar or you were going to chase me. Because since you want the dollar, had a dollar, but you got no more favor. Woo! Open up your mouth door and say, but Lord, I choose you. And the pleasures of life. I got to finish. I am so out of time. And the pleasures of life. What does the pleasures of life mean? He versus me. What I want versus what he wants. So watch me. You ever really wanted something? And in your really wanting it, you went to extraordinary lengths to get it. You know, you're in the middle of quarantine driving an hour to get some pizza. Y'all listen. I got the Holy Ghost, I told you. <laughs> huh? I got the Holy Ghost. Think about the Holy Ghost. He just, he's a hydrant. He'll just. <laughs> Look, God says, do you go, look at me, please, 915. Do you go to the same lengths to get what you want to do what he said? So he said, pray. I'm going to do it in the morning because I'm tired. You wouldn't do that to go get your little pizza. Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me. You wouldn't do that to, to, for your little relationship. Why are you saying little? I'm saying it that way to make a point. I'm not, I'm not knocking your relationship. I'm, I'm doing it on purpose. I'm being petty. Because you stay up on the phone all night. You go to work at 7. You got off the phone with them at 5.15. And y'all ain't talking about a doggone thing. Did you see it? Did you see? I saw it. Mm -hmm. That's something. We got to pray. And God says, give me, give me some experiences on a Sunday. I can only serve one. Oh, y'all ain't going to talk to me? It's quiet in this church. Love you. I came to preach today. I got my good LeBron's on. I came to preach today. <laughs> I can't even hoop, but listen, I'll hoop preach. <laughs> Feel like I can, I see why they be jumping and doing all them moves and feels like you know, light and light. I know, I, listen, it ain't going in. I ain't even trying. I run the ball on the basketball court like a football. <laughs> Travel. I said, listen, this is my rules. I'm just joking. Look at this. And their fruit does not what? Mature. Verse 14 said the fruit doesn't mature. He, he says because you do what you want, but you don't go to those same lengths to do what I want. So all you have is half-grown fruit. They say um, that those little apples, what they call them, crab apples. Um, um, watch me. Everybody look at me. There are certain types of fruit that look mature, but when you eat them, will poison you. So God says, if you let your worries, if you let your pursuit of money, if you let what you want be greater than what God wants, he says, your fruit will never mature. 
No one can eat it. It's inedible. So you're one of these Christians talking about God this, God this, God. You ever met somebody that talked Bible, 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 and you're like, can you show me one thing that has happened in your life that's spiritual or natural? And I need you to open up your mouth and say, but it's happening for me. Come on. Okay, I got to finish this word, guys. Let's go to verse, let's go to verse 15. As for those in the good soil, somebody say, that's me. They hear the word, so they're rooted. Because to hear it, you got to be rooted to hear it. They hold it fast. Say they hold it fast. That means they do it. Luke eleven twenty eight. But he said, blessed rather are those who hear the word of God and keep it. Say, I got to do the word. Let's get back over to verse 15. In an honest and good heart. Notice Jesus, when he's telling the parable, he says, I'm, I want you to be honest with me. God says, you can be real with me because all that fake stuff doesn't work with God. Y'all hear what I'm saying? That's why you can see one person that's real with God come in and produce more spiritual fruit and natural fruit in a shorter amount of time than somebody that's fake with God. I need you to open up your mouth and say, Lord, I'm real with you. I got to finish this word. So here it is. Uh, uh, In an honest and a good heart and bear fruit with what? Patience. Fruit takes time. So how do we act while we wait? Go from this. And this isn't quite an apple seed, but you understand the illustration. How you go from that to that? Somebody say it took time. Say it again. Say it took time. Say it one more time. Say it took time. Lay your hands on yourself. Say it takes time. Say, say, but it's about ready. Uh-uh, I need y'all, listen, I am over time, and if I'm over time, y'all got to let me know that you understand this word. I need you to lay your hands on yourself. Say, it's taking some time, but it's ready. Mm. Please say it like you mean it. Say, it's taking some time, but it's ready. <laughs> say, it's taking 14 years, but we ready. But we ready. Let's go. Release a praise right there, everybody. Listen. Well, I pray that today's life-giving message has spoken life into your life. I'm Bishop Foreman, pastor of Harvest Church. And at this time, I want to extend an opportunity to you to give your life to Jesus Christ. You know, 2,000 years ago, God stepped in a body. That body was called Jesus. That body got on a cross and died for our sins. Now, sins are things that we do that don't please God. And they ultimately don't please God because they ultimately are very harmful and dangerous to us. Not only did he die for our sins, he died so we could have life and life more abundantly. Here's what that means. That not only do we experience God's best, but that we can speak life into other people and use our lives to change the lives of other people. And today, if you need to become a Christian for the first time, the Bible says if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth, you will be saved or born again or become a Christian. All those phrases mean the same thing. And if today you were far from God, this is your opportunity to reconnect to God. I love him because uh, he's not the God of a second chance. The truth is, is we've all used our second chance already. He's the God of another chance. He offers us constant new beginnings and fresh starts to get things right for him. He gave his life for us so that we could give our lives for him. So today, if you need to become a Christian or recommit yourself to Jesus right there where you're at, I don't care where you're listening to this message, I want you to say this with me. Say, Father... In the name of Jesus, thank you for dying in my place. Because of this belief and because of this confession, if this is my first time praying this, I am now a Christian. If I was far from you, I am reconnected to you. Great days are here for me. Today is the beginning of the rest of my life. In Jesus' name, 
Amen. Listen, if you prayed that prayer for the first time, you are now a Christian. You're born again. You're saved from yourself. And if you were far from God, you're reconnected to God. And here's what I want you to do. Take out your mobile phone and text the word decision to the phone number 59769. And when you do, I'm going to send you a message right away that's going to show you how to make Christianity your lifestyle and not just a hobby. And here's what I want to encourage you to do. You are connected to me and connected to Harvest Church for a reason. It's because this is the place God wants to speak life into your life. This is the place God wants you to grow and become a strong Christian and and serve and change the lives of other people. So stay connected, whether it's at a physical campus or a digital campus, stay connected to Harvest Church. Keep receiving this word and let it speak life into your life. Hope you have a phenomenal day. Hey, congratulations. Trying to grab all the groceries in one trip? Oof, not how you would have done that. You know sometimes less is more. Like when you drive less and save with the USAA annual mileage discount. USAA, get a quote today. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why they love Viator. They have over 300,000 bookable experiences and something for everyone. Plus, their travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator.